Welcome back, Eagles fans, to the Philly Special Podcast. I am your host, the 0-2-1 Bagman, otherwise known as Colin Rudisill. And I'm here with angry Carson Wentz behind me. You can almost hear him saying, I've got to be better, uh, Kelson Hazelwood. Yeah, we are both thrilled after what we just saw against Cincinnati. As you can see, it's driven us both pretty mad. Um, this bag kind of represents a lot of things for me. You know, we see all the Browns fans that always wear it. Uh, but mixed in with that, you know, I, I kind of messed up a number here. I don't know if you can tell, because I can't even, it's around here somewhere. You're a little high, but it's fine. No worries. Yeah, yeah. There you uh, go. Yeah, it's just imperfect and ugly and horrendous, a lot like the Eagle season so far. So I thought it was pretty fitting for the beginning of this podcast. Oh, yeah, you know, still got my fandom in the end of it all, but... Yeah, uh, another rough, rough go-round for the Eagles. I mean, in my opinion, at least a tie, Kelson, is just as bad as a loss when we're talking about the Cincinnati Bengals, although I guess yeah. Doug Peterson didn't see it that way. I don't think anyone, anyone's happy with a tie. And I don't even think Doug Peterson today is happy with a tie. Um, in his press conference today, he admitted that he, he messed up pretty much. He said, in hindsight, we should have done something. I'm like, yeah, I think we yeah. all agree with that. Yeah, well, we'll dive into all that and more, but as always, we're just going to start right away with the four quarters in five minutes. Uh, I'm covering the first quarter here, and let me tell you, it's not a very eventful one. You know, the final score was 0-0, zero to zero, so it's going to get tossed back to Kelson pretty quick, but the Eagles are trying to avoid their first 0-3 start since 1999 going into this game. So a lot to do. You know, we're trying to kickstart this season. It's a home game against the Bengals. Carson has something to prove. Uh, first thing I can say right away is the defense looked great. They came right out and went after Burrow, uh, Josh Sweat with a great sack. Um, Darius Slade looked pretty good against AJ Green as well. Kept him locked down pretty much all game, but, uh, the offense came out flat again. You know, Carson Wentz threw his fifth interception in the first quarter. It did get batted down, so it's not all his fault, but when I looked at the replays, I don't know about you, but it kind of looked like it wasn't going to get to where it wanted to go anyway. It didn't seem like a good decision. No, it didn't. So, that was his fifth interception already, and he hasn't thrown more than six interceptions since his rookie year. But, uh, you know, spoiler alert, he's going to throw another one in this game at some <laughs> point. But, yeah, that's that's all I got for the first quarter. All right, so into the second. Um, so at the end, end of the first quarter, Eagles were close. I ended up getting a field goal, go up 3-0. And then there's kind of a, a little dead zone again, not a lot going on, kind of punting back and forth. And then at one point the Bengals go down and get a field goal to tie the game. And then... I think it's around this time we lose Dallas Goddard. And I think that this is where things definitely take a, a bad turn for our offense in this game. Uh, we go down, get another field goal. Uh, I think it's kind of becoming a trend this year that we just were not scoring very much in the red zone. Uh, we're 21st in the league, only scoring on 57% of our trips to the red zone. Um, so, yeah, late in the second, uh, the Bengals get it going. And Burrow runs a really nice two minute drill to go down and, uh, score. I think it was a touchdown pass to T. Higgins. So Philly gets it back and then Miles Sanders rips out a few really nice runs for us, uh, puts us over on the other, other side of the field. And then Wentz has a fumble, which gets recovered by Kelsey. Thank God. But, and then we were able to throw that touchdown pass to Greg Ward on some busted coverage, which brought us into the, into the half with some momentum. That's where quarter two ends. Yep. Uh, you know, opening drive, the Eagles come back out, and they're able to drive it right down the field and get some more points on the boards. We saw Jalen Hurts take his first snap under center, uh, which is y'all have been calling for that for, I don't know, since halfway through the Washington game, it seems like. But he ran for eight yards, and he got a first down, uh, and it ended with 
Elliott kicking a 54-yard field goal after it just kind of stalled out. Eagles had a 16-10 lead. Uh, and then this is where the secondary starts to break down in the Eagles defense. Joe Burrow comes out and goes 7 for 7, 78 yards, converts on two third downs, caps it off with a touchdown pass to T. Higgins. Um, just a really impressive drive, I guess, for him on his rookie season. Not so great for us. Takes a 17-16 lead. Um, and then Wentz turns around and throws probably, I mean, his worst pass of the season, in my opinion, just Tried to throw it up into the corner. To, it was one of, I'm guessing, that it was Stars, or yeah. CS and Scott got hurt. And just, I mean, absolutely ducked it. I mean, it went right to the defender. Easy interception, his sixth of the year. And set up Cincy with good field position going into the fourth. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, like you said, our secondary is injured. We have um, Epps and Trevor Williams out there playing at corner. Uh, thankfully, they play pretty well. They're able to uh, have a couple of really good, uh, knockdowns holding the Bengals to a field goal. So we go to 2016 Bengals. Bengals take the lead here. Um, so then Philly starts, starts moving the ball. And then we have this play where Miles Sanders is running down the sideline, gets, beats his defender by a mile wide open, and Carson just misses him, overthrows him. And I, that one, that, that sunk me. That play would have, I think, been the difference maker in this game. All he has to do is hit him, and that's a touchdown. Um, but yeah, we'll get more into that later, I think. Um, so we end up punting, and the Bengals start just kind of abusing us in the passing game again. Everything over the middle is just wide open. And then we get a break on an illegal receiver penalty. Um, so then we're, we're third and 15. And this is another one of these plays that I just, that I just absolutely infuriates me. It's third and 15, and they just throw a short little pass at Giovanni Bernard, who is just able to just run by everyone and go on for like a, 40 something yard play, 40, 50 yard play on third and 15 when we were playing sticks defense. Mm-hmm. I, that one, that, ooh. <laughs> yeah, I was cursing at my TV a little bit. Oh yeah. Same. Um, so yeah, defense is able to stop the bleeding now, hold them to a field goal. Bengals 23 16. Uh, and then the Cincinnati defense really kind of bails us out. Two big, uh, I think PI penalties that gave us like 20, 30 yards to get us on the other side of the field and then. Carson's able to run it in for that that touchdown that everyone keeps bringing up this week, but I uh, I don't know. So that's where that's where we go, and we're into overtime for for this one. Yeah, I think one of those penalties too. They they kicked it out of bounds. I think. If I oh, right. is that is that another one? Yeah, I think I think that's what it started with. But yeah, yeah, it gets into overtime, and the Eagles lose the coin toss. Coin toss. Holy crap! <laughs> coin toss. So <laughs> they send the defense out first. Uh, which I honestly, like, obviously you want to be going first for obvious reasons in overtime, but the defense has just played so solid for the most part up to this point. Uh, they do an excellent job. They force a punt on the first series, and uh, the Eagles come out, and again, just, I mean, nothing. They're pinned back deep near their own end zone. Their third down play, they just threw a, a screen pass at Sanders' foot. Yeah, it, it was nothing. So not only that, you know, now you're punting from your own end zone. A field goal wins the game. Uh, luckily Johnston had a pretty good leg on it. Eagles D comes out big with some sacks and a penalty that made Cincy go backwards. And then they punted it back to us again. A lot of punting going on here in overtime. It was very exciting. Uh, then Wentz comes out, man, and just throws his best pass. He threw his worst pass and his best pass, I think, this, um, this, uh, in this game to Ertz. Similar play, too. Yep, just a little wheel route over the top and just hit him perfectly right at that red line on your TV where, you know, that's right where we want to be, Jake Elliott kicking a field goal. And then just a super, super costly penalty by Nate Herbig. Herbig? Herbig? I don't even know how to say his name. Herbig. But 
done with him, man. Just, you know, I, I don't know if he didn't hold him, if Wentz would have been able to get that run and get as far as he did, but not holding him and taking a sack or a one-yard gain would have been better than right. taking the penalty and backing up that yeah. far. That was that was a killer, you know, pushing out of the range. Yeah, they're well, they're forced to punt there, and then the Bengals come back. Another couple of sacks. I think they had three sacks in overtime or something like that. It was great. And uh this play by Nicole Coleman, too. I, it looks like he just gets burnt, but he's able to come back and swipe the ball away at the last second. So they were able to – I mean, defense did their job. You cannot blame them here in overtime. Eagles come up. They're at their own 45, under two minutes on the clock. They do a nice job getting a couple plays, first down, you know, get Cincinnati to lose all their timeouts. And then – Shit hits the fan completely. There you go. <laughs> so, I mean, just to start, we'll dive into this, obviously, but the next two plays are runs, right? They hand off to Sanders, then Wentz scrambles, um, and then the next play after that, he just tries a screen pass that was never, ever going to be completed over to Greg Ward. And now we're staring down the barrel of a 59-yard game-winning field goal. Um, and what happens next is just even more atrocious and more annoying and undisciplined where I believe it's prior, right? He yep. you know, moves on the offensive line, backs us up another five. We're out of field goal range now. Doug Peterson doesn't send the offense on. He doesn't send the kicking team on. He doesn't know what he's going to do. So a delay of game happens, and then we punt. And, um, yeah, the the Bengals are happy with the tie, and that's how it ends, 23-23. Absolutely disappointing, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> Um, That's nicely, but yeah, you know, I've kind of got this settled real quick. I just want to say, let's just get the good out of the way, because in my opinion, there was some good in this game. It wasn't so, all bad. There was some good, and here's what I think is good, and you can okay. you can pile on here. Wow, I thought the defensive line was great in this game. Yeah, uh, eight, eight sacks. sacks That's great. Eight yeah. sacks. Derek Barnett had two. Brandon Graham, who in my opinion is the MVP of the game for the Eagles, if I had to choose one. Big plays. He's in there all the time. He had two sacks of his own. In his face, Fletcher Cox also right in there. They look great. They look great. Uh, the rest of the secondary, not so much, but we'll get into that. Darius Slay is also playing. Darius Slay. Yeah, he yeah. is not a bad game yet. Mm-hmm. That's what I was saying. He's locked up Terry McLaurin, Cooper Cup, and A.J. Green for 178 yards, no touchdowns. So, That's great. Especially, yeah, especially compared to the other right. pieces in our secondary. Yeah, <laughs> he's done an excellent, excellent job. And my last shout-out uh, is Miles Sanders, who, despite not getting the ball as much as I would like him to get, has over 90 yards rushing uh, in two straight games. No touchdowns yet, but I think those are going to come with time. He's a touchdown. He's got Does one. he have a touchdown? Yep. One yeah, touchdown. <laughs> one touchdown. But, yeah, the opportunities are going to come for him. We give it to him, which, God, I hope they do. Right. That's all I have for the good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I don't think I have much either. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, well, what are what are some bad things then you saw, Kelson? Sure. Um, injuries, again. We lose Goddard, um, and then Deshaun's out. Just Deshaun has been so weird this season. He just is randomly gone for big chunks of time. I feel like he's only playing half a game every game. And yeah. then outside of that, uh, when still struggling, the two, the two picks for losing the turnover, like the defense played, I guess you could say well, but, um, we're still losing that turnover battle. Defense isn't getting any. Carson's giving too many away. And then the penalties. We had 11 penalties for 93 yards, and I, that's just so bad. And well, back to the defense real quick. They don't have a single turnover, right? No. Well, other than the, the punt. But that, yeah, that's special yeah, teams. That wasn't, that wasn't yep. defense. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's terrible. And uh, yeah, you know the the penalties aren't great either, and they gotta they gotta cool off with all that. Um, I think the secondary not named Slay has just I mean bad the last two games. Yeah, just let us down big time. You know, Burrow in the second half alone was 31 of 44 for 312 yards mm-hmm. and a touchdown to T. Higgins. I mean, that's unacceptable, you know, and it looked too easy the whole time. Um, but yeah. I mean, Burrow's talented. Like, we've seen that from him. Like, Absolutely. They, they should not be able to pass the ball against us. Like, that's just ridiculous. And uh, I think you sent it to me earlier. Nate Gary is absolutely on my shit list just week in and week <laughs> out. Just playing so, so bad. Yeah, his pass it's, coverage is awful. Right. I just, I'm so tired of watching him chase people from behind. Yeah, and uh, just to go back to the injuries for just a second, I heard Dallas Goddard is probably going to miss some time. Oh. Devontae Maddox also going to miss some time. Jackson, they're hoping, is going to be back next week, but. Day to day. We're back to that shit with him. Yeah, you never know. Hopefully we're going to get out. He'll be in surgery here in a few days. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. He'll <laughs> find something else to hurt. Or no, they'll, they'll wait. I don't know, two months, and then let him get whatever surgery he needs. Yeah, yeah, instead of just dealing with it now so we can get him back when, you know, we're 0 and 1 and need just one win. Yeah, why not? Oh, <laughs> uh, um, I guess one more, one more thing, I guess, if I, there's other takeaways from this game. JJ Ortega Whiteside still doesn't have a, I don't think he has a catch this year. I don't think so. And he's, he's playing, like, a lot of the snaps. He's just, not even being targeted, no catches, and it's from, it's just really upsetting. It really like, is. Yeah. And, and, you know, we touched on a little bit last week, right, when we were talking about DK, mm-hmm. and just something I wanted to add to that, you know, I've got all the stats this week. JJ's had 10 career catches. That's it, in his entire career. Mm-hmm. DK Metcalf has 11 Career touchdowns, Kelsey. <laughs> and we could have drafted him. He was there. And we took right. J.J. Ortega Whiteside. Yeah. And just to add on top of that even, you know, and this is kind of more on Jalen Rager too, but, you know, Rager's been hurt. And I've still got faith in the guy. He just hasn't been I'm not done with Rager yet, yeah. No, but it just sucks when you look at the rest of the league and the guys that were available at 21, yeah. where you look at Justin Jefferson, you know, 175 yards and a touchdown today. Or right. Sunday, rather. Yep. C.D. Lamb has been getting better every week. Uh, T. Higgins scored two touchdowns against the Eagles. You know, I mean, all these guys were available, and our guy right. is, of course, hurt. Yep. Yeah. So that's just seeing how the Eagles go. It's just our life, dude. I don't understand it. Yeah. It's it is that's a disgusting stat. All that is just ugh, I'm done. I'm done looking at it, man. Um. And then Carson Wentz, you know, if we just want to get back onto this guy, your, your man behind you. Mm-hmm. My, my angry stepdad by me. Mm-hmm. He does look a little disappointed right now. I'm fucking disappointed in him. <laughs> just, just give him I should little, be behind him. Yeah, give him a little finger real quick. Just let <laughs> right, him know. <laughs> I mean, if I see him overthrow one more person, I, I just, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to snap. I mean, he just... It seems every game there's going to be a guy wide open down the field. We're like, oh, there's the big play, and then boom, he just five yards too far every single time. I mean, I don't know. I've got faith in Carson still. I'm not giving it up yet. But as of right now, man, I can't really believe in anything he's doing until he shows me that he's going to be different. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah, it just seems like it's spiraling right now with him. 
I keep thinking, yeah, like this will be the week. He'll, you know, he'll figure it out a little bit. And what's so frustrating, especially to me, like you look at that Miles Sanders play even last year, we played Atlanta and we played the Lions and Carson Wentz made that pass and we were upset with Nelson Aguilar for dropping it two weeks in a row. It wasn't Carson's fault. So where, why can't you do that? That is to me, like that's literally the same exact play. And like, I have no doubt in my mind Miles Sanders can catch it. Mm-hmm. Let's just make the throw that you've made for the past four years and walk, like, be done with it. Like, I just, the man's got to be just messed up in the head or something. I don't know. He's got to figure it out. And I just, I'm worried that these things are just compounding and it's just not going to get better. Well, you know? it's certainly going to be tough to get better right now, especially when you look at their next three games. <laughs> um, I mean, this season could easily go from 0-2-1 to 0-5-1. You know, yep. and that's why let, let's get back into the game for a second and get into overtime because the, I think the thought that Doug Peterson must have had if he was even thinking when he decided to punt was, you know, we'll live to see another day. If we're 0-1-1, you know, and the Cowboys lose tonight, we're just a half game out of first. Right. But the, the Cowboys haven't played the schedule we've played so far. You know, these we could easily be 3 and out. At least two and should one be. should be. Close to, you know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Cowboys have played, what, they played the Falcons, they played the Rams, and they played the Seahawks. Those are three pretty good teams. I mean, all three of those teams potentially could be in the playoffs. They haven't uh, had to play. The Falcons are just determined to lose at all costs, but. That is true. Well, if they hadn't pissed away a game against Dallas. Regardless, <laughs> um, yeah, they haven't played Washington yet or, you know, Cincinnati. The Giants, yeah. yeah. They're going to win. Or us. <laughs> or us, yeah. They're probably going to be Jesus. Which right. is why I'm just confused. Why? we got to play to win, you know? Nobody's going to feel good about a tie. No. And, and let me ask you what you think, because I'm just trying to get into his head, Doug Peterson. If we're, if we're not going to, if we're going to try to kick this 59-yard field goal, and then, you know, the false start happens, so now he has a decision to make, right? It's either going to be go for a 60, what, 64-yard field goal right? or go for it. I mean, in my opinion, those are the only two options. But he must have been thinking there's a third option that includes take a delay game and punt, right? That had to be the mindset. So part of me wonders, this is going to sound really stupid and possibly crazy, part of me wonders if he thought maybe special teams was our best chance at making a play. (laughs) I don't know. I think I think he said something like that in the interview. He was like, I was just hoping something would happen on the punt. <laughs> right. I mean, that's a bold choice, but, like, like I don't what? know. Like, Cameron Johnston doesn't put it in the end zone or out of bounds or the guy doesn't fair catch. Maybe he fumbles it. Like, yeah, I, that was, that's kind of what I was hoping. I, I mean, the guy probably was like, I don't know. I, I don't even know why you catch it. It makes punt. no sense. Like, it makes no sense. Like, yeah. So, yeah, and. That's why it's like, that doesn't make any sense. Why? Because you're playing to tie. And I don't know about you, but I like to play to win the game. You know? So and you, would, the, you would expect Doug Peterson to do that, too. Right. Um, there's all sorts That's of memes coaches. going around right now. Yeah. All sorts of memes going around right now with this book uh, called Fearless. <laughs> <laughs> and people are putting, That's like, good. all sorts of stuff on his book. I'm just like, dude, yeah. It doesn't make sense. Where it is it? Sense. Where are the balls, bud? Yeah, I'm I mean... Jake's got the leg to kick a 64-yard field goal. That wasn't the choice I wanted at the time, but still. I'd rather that. 
Yeah, it's a fourth and it was what fourth and twelve, I think. Mm-hmm. Fourth and twelve? Like it's not like it's fourth and twenty. And what are you worried about if we don't get it? If we go for it and we don't get it, that Cincinnati's going to turn around with fifteen seconds and That's, get field goal range. That was his concern, I'm pretty so, sure. Like, who cares? A loss or a tie to Cincinnati is all the same. Let's play to win. Agree. And you know Carson wanted to. I mean, he yeah. grabbed his helmet and he was running out there on the field, and Doug called him back. It's just, I don't get it. Either way, I don't like it. Whether he did it on purpose to punt or he did it on accident because he was so flustered about, oh, should I kick, should I, should I go for it? I don't know. Oh, God, I'm out of time now. We're just going to take a delay game. It's just a bad decision, and nobody feels good about a tie. I hate it's it. a bad decision, but like, and like, I understand why we're all so pissed off at Doug and everything. But at the end of the day, it's fucking Matt Pryor's fault. But like, oh. that man just doesn't move, and we could have actually maybe had a shot at this thing. Cause Jake had, hadn't missed. He had hit a 54 yarder earlier mm-hmm. in the game. Yeah, it's undisciplined, man. I mean, right. That's, that's what really there. pissed me off. It's like that, like, I don't, if we go for it, I don't think we get it. And, if, if Jake tries the 64-yarder, I don't think we get it. But if he's, if it's a 54-yarder, I genuinely think we would have had an actual shot at that game. And he's done it before. He's had game-winning field goals at that length before, and he's hit them. So for me, like, that's that's the more disappointing part. Yeah, it sucks to tie and all that, but, like, really, we just needed that field goal chance. And yeah. I think I think Doug was just so, like, I don't know, confused by everything that happened that he just was like, yeah, punt team, I don't know. <laughs> so you're the head coach of right, the football I team, and that's it. I, oh, I don't know. And here's here's something else I've been thinking about too. And if you look at the numbers, they don't lie, right? Numbers can't lie. When Frank Reich left, when John DeFilippo left, this team has not been the same. No. You know, and we have found we have found shields where injuries, you know the receivers getting hurt, not having the right weapons, all of that. But this year I think it's been, you can really tell, it's painting a picture of, I think, maybe a deeper issue, which is the coaching style of Doug Peterson, when he has to actually call his own plays and make adjustments and do all these things. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think he's doing it. I think he's kept the same script for three weeks. And now I'm curious, you know, we're 0-2-1. We're on the verge of looking like one of the worst teams in the league. Is he going to be able to be a head coach and an offensive coordinator at the same time and make a difference with Carson Wentz and this offense? And I'm yeah. not so confident, man. I don't know. Me either, but I think I think this is the first week. So I watched – I think we brought this up a few times now, the, the press conference with Doug Peterson. Um, mm-hmm. So if you watch that, um, one of the questions is – one of the reporters asked him pretty much about is it getting to him – and has he thought about letting anyone else help with the play calling? Yeah. He said no. He said no to that. But he also kept going to say that they need to change things like this week. And so I think he said either we need to simplify it or we need to go to a, like an up-tempo offense, just whatever we need to do to get Carson not thinking too much and to get this offense moving. And so I think hopefully – Maybe it's getting to him a little bit. Hopefully someone has now like lit the fire under his ass. Like, Hey, like this is actually like a crisis mode. Like you're going to lose your fucking job if you don't figure this out. Oh yeah. So I don't know, but take that for what it's worth. It's post game bullshit because I, the amount of time I, if you want to play a drinking game sometime, 
watch a Carson Wentz post game oh, yeah. interview. Yeah. And drink yeah. every time he says, "I've got to be better." <laughs> you will like, be blacked the fuck out. I've got to be better. Just be better. How about that? Yeah, come on, you can do it. Man, and he, he needs to be man. I mean, six interceptions in three games is is unacceptable for a guy who's supposed to be. You know, I've been beating my chest and telling everybody, all my friends, so proudly. Carson Wentz, he's a top five quarterback. I swear, when he's when he's healthy and when you have the right he has weapons. weapons, yeah. And uh, yeah, he's what like last in almost everything. At least going into this week, I don't think he is anymore. But still, bottom tier right. quarterback. And it's also so frustrating too because. I don't like that we're having the injury problem again. Like, that's yeah. frustrating to begin with. But it's also, like, now it's just, I don't want to hear that as an excuse anymore. Me either. And now I just feel like it's going to happen, and that's frustrating. Yeah, and, you know, it's not its not all on Wentz. You can't blame it all on one guy, obviously. Especially no, this game. Sure. He In the second half, at least in my opinion, especially in the fourth quarter, he looked decent. You know, he had some problems here and there, but I like a that he wasn't he wasn't taking sacks as much, and he was throwing the ball away, and he was scrambling, which was huge. Yeah. And uh, but it, it's like, I think they talked about this in the press conference too with Doug Peterson that uh, the scrambling is kind of telling though, because are people getting open downfield? Is he or is he missing them? It's one of the two, right? I mean, either nobody's open or he can't find them. And I feel like it's probably a combination of both, but. I can honestly see it being a lot of people not being open. Yeah. Because Zach is the only, in the Bengals game specifically, Zach was the only, like, you know, big name receiver, like, big target. And they were doubling him most every play. Yeah. So, like, pretty much Greg Ward or Buzz. Greg Ward, yeah, Greg Ward is your second option. And Yeah, I mean, you look yeah. at they didn't have Rager, obviously, going into this, or Jeffrey, or Marquise Goodwin, and then you lose Here Jackson. we go, though. There's, there's four excuses. right there. This is what I don't want to do. I know. Uh, it's not an excuse, but it I is know, a fact. I, get it. I mean, that's yes. probably your, well, give or take Greg Ward somewhere in there, but your top four wide receivers are all are all gone. And it, I feel like you can have an injury excuse for a season. You're pushing it with two, but you're talking about a third season. We've had enough time to address this. To, I mean, we know Alshon's old. We know Deshaun's old. We didn't draft very well, I don't think, as far as getting wide receivers. We did get some high tower, did get some plays out there, but... We should have brought in more people. I don't know. There's there's a lot I think we could have done better to address this wide receiver problem. And I that was so weird though because I remember coming into the season I thought finally uh, I feel like we I finally have enough depth at wide receiver. Some someone's got to step up and be decent. Yeah, and it you just hasn't happened, man. Dang it, Kelson. I don't want to bleed <laughs> injury, bro. But four four of them are hurt, I and know. then five Quez didn't play either, or he's hurt. I mean that's that's five. I don't. I don't know, man. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I don't know how much Quez Watkins is going to play anyway, but still, that's that's five wide receivers injured. Um, and then we got um, Goodwin who opted out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a good point, but at the end of the day, like, we should be used to this. This should be where Carson Wentz is at his best, I think. And I just don't know. <laughs> well, he's got the. Uh, He's definitely got his back against the wall now, and, you know, people are obviously fiending on social media after Nick Foles came in in the fourth quarter against the Bears. Oh, shit, the Bears yeah. Rather. Yeah, just, just throwing dimes left and right, and, 
you know, it's in my opinion, it's easy to say, oh, man, that, he could be on our team. That could have happened. But it, that's one, not even one game. It's one half of football mm-hmm. compared to what all he did last year, which nobody wanted to talk about that. I'm not saying he can't come out and do the same thing next game and the game after that, and he, and then we will look at this and say, shit, maybe we did make the wrong choice. But after that one performance, I'm not ready to say that yet. I'm not either, and... Yeah, because because at that point you're just you're doing the same thing people do with wins. You're mm-hmm. looking at their what they did in 2017 and basing, you know, their whole career off of that, I guess. But I don't know. Yeah, I'm not ready to I'm not ready to be a we should have kept Foles guy yet. <laughs> but I am closer now than I was at the beginning of the season. I'll say that. Yeah, man, I didn't see. Maybe that. Maybe I'm starting to convert. I didn't see this coming. I'm upset as you know what? I don't know about you. I'm done talking about it. If you want to move on to to other things. Sure. Um so you wanna we we're gonna do a little bit of a I guess hypothetical game type of thing. Um so I've got a few guys I'd like to talk about. Just guys on the Eagles, and I wanna know if you think and we'll, we'll obviously have a back and forth discussion about this, but I wanna know if you think they would be better off on a different team or if the Eagles are a good kind of place for them, I guess. Okay. The first one, first one I'm talking about is Miles Sanders. Do you think he'd be better on another team? So I think Miles Sanders would be better on another team. It's kind of a dumb question, but I mean, I feel like no. He's got well, a lot of opportunity in Philadelphia. I mean, Philadelphia is kind of doing this running back by committee thing, but they don't do it as much as other teams. I guess. You see, if you sub them though, like a team like the Saints, if Alvin Kamara was not on that team and you plug in Miles Sanders, yeah, how does it go? I think it'd go really well. So I think, yeah, there are other teams that Miles Sanders might be better on. <laughs> right. But uh, no, I, I think he's a good fit for Philadelphia. I think, like I said, they need to utilize him though more than they are currently. Um, get him involved in the pass game, run game, everything. Just my, the more Miles Sanders touches the ball, the better, in my opinion. I, I would definitely agree with that. He's done one bad thing and it was on his like second carry of the season. Yeah. He hasn't been bad since. Okay. Um the next one I had JJ Ortega Whiteside. Do you think uh, other could find a use for him or is he just bad? I think he's just bad. Or can you even <laughs> tell? Is there even enough like out there for you to even like no? Um I I I, I don't think there is enough out there to even know. So I'm just going to say, no, there isn't a better team for him either because I, nobody, if the Eagles dropped him today, I, he might go to a practice squad, but nobody's signing this man to an active roster. So it's a good point. Yeah. I don't know about you, but. Okay. And then the last one, we, I feel like we've talked about this so much already. So we'll keep this kind of brief. Carson Wentz, how would he do on any other team in the NFL? Do you think? Do you think he's struggling because he's still on the Eagles? Or, like, still, like, it makes sense he's still on the Eagles. But do you think he's struggling just being on the Eagles in general? I think a change of scenery would actually go a long way for Carson Wentz. Uh, I'm trying to look at this as non-selfishly as possible. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, sure. If you pair him back with Frank Reich, for example, in Indianapolis, I think that's a really good fit. I mean, they have T.Y. Hilton. They've got young guys in uh, Paris Campbell and Michael Pittman a lot more talent at the receiver position than they do in Philadelphia. So, yeah, I think potentially Wentz could be better off somewhere else. Uh, I want to keep him right now, but, 
you know, <laughs> I I think definitely he, he he could be better off somewhere else. I think I'd agree with you. Um, it's it's tough to say, right? But yeah, I think if you were to pick a landing place, I think you know Indianapolis is a great a great choice. Um, I don't know because you still. I just need to know more about how hard Carson's being coached right now. And if like, if he's just, you know, going rogue, then I don't really know if any place is going to, you know, snap him back on track. But, but either way, that's kind of all I had for that. I just wanted to. It's kind of interesting. You mentioned him going rogue. I I don't know what the issue is, but I've heard the opposite too, where Doug Peterson is kind of like trying to get him to play a different style of football than what Carson Wentz wants to play. So I, you know, it's interesting that, there's two different theories out there about what's yeah, happening. What I mean by that is like he's not listening to the coaching. Yeah, which I, I, there's no way I know that that's actually happening or not. But like, no, it's like can't. Doug Peterson's telling him one thing, and he's like, "Well, I want to do something else, so I'm gonna and or I'm right. not gonna listen to this, this coaching about this my mechanics. I'm gonna throw the ball the way I want to type of stuff." Right, right. Which I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> At this point, we're all <laughs> just looking for answers, and yeah. it's gotten into the gritty. But either way, this week we still have to to play the 49ers. And while they do have a lot of people injured, and I don't know how many they're getting back this week, they decimated the Giants last week. So. They did. They did. Um, I guess we'll just top into the predictions, too. Then. Why not? That's well, kind of what I was planning on doing. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, yeah, man, it's... Uh, it's not going to be fun, I think, being an Eagles fan for the next three weeks. It hasn't been fun the first three weeks, but I, I'd almost be willing to stake my claim right now to just put, do my predictions for the next three weeks and say we're going to go up in three. I mean, I, I would almost be willing to do that. They're plummeting to an awful season this year. They've got a tough stretch, probably their toughest of the season coming up here in the next three weeks. And uh, I don't haven't seen anything yet that's saying – it's going to change. You know, the way that they've been playing, they just get more injured, which is already a problem. They haven't adjusted anything. Yeah, I think, like you said, San Francisco is injury-riddled, but they decimated the Giants. And I don't even know if we're better than the Giants because I know we wouldn't decimate the Giants. I think we maybe would squeak with a win, and that's optimistic. So, yeah, I'm going to take San Francisco, and I think that it's going to be a pretty easy cruise to a victory for them. So... If I were to pick one of the next three games that I thought we could realistically win, it's this one. Oh, okay. So the reason I say that, the reason I maybe I'm not sure yet. I'm gonna probably decide <laughs> last minute as I talk. I was about to say you're um, just gonna talk your way until you're ready to decide. Probably, yeah. Um, but no. So I think with the injuries that they have, I think that's a big deal. And when you look at the 49ers offense, they run the ball a ton. And that is the one thing we've actually done an okay, besides the Rams, which that was just a clusterfuck, but besides the Rams, we've done a good job of stopping the run. Yeah. And they have, you know, their backup quarterback in, and I think we could maybe do an okay job against their kind of hurt receivers. If George Kittle doesn't play, I, I kind of feel kind of good about what we can do defensively. All right. And okay. as for the offense, that's our offense. I don't. That's where I need to see the answers, and I don't know mm-hmm. if they're going to be there. If our offense could score, reasonably, I think we can maybe pull this one out. I don't know about the next two. What are What are you saying this week, though, Kelsey? 
this week simply because what we've been doing has not been working. We've been mm-hmm. taking the other teams, or we've been taking, I don't know, basically all of our predictions have been wrong. Uh-huh. I don't think we've gotten one right yet, right? Uh, no, we, we're both, we're one and two, I believe. One and two. We'll look at go. the scoreboard, but yes, I believe it's one and two. We got the Rams. Great. I'm gonna take the Eagles on this one. I'm oh, I'm gonna hope, I'm gonna hope that my faith in them will will them to a win this <laughs> Because God, every, I have nothing left. Every player just left. felt a little jolt. They're just like, I hope so. Somebody believes in us? Carson again? Wentz just felt his arm. He's like, oh, it's, it's working again. I wish like your background picture just switched to a smile with Carson Wentz. Oh yeah. Wish, <laughs> just like, oh, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> Wow, that is that is so bold, and I hear what you're saying because you're right. They do are they are run heavy, so that's what we're good at. Uh, but Kelson, are you aware you have to score points to win football games? I 100% aware. Okay, I was just I making just sure. I think at some point something's got to click, right? Hey, this is exciting. Someone's going to take if, the lead for the first if time. If Doug Peterson is willing to say in his dumb little press conference that means absolutely nothing that they're going to make changes to the offense this week, maybe it happens. Maybe we get. Maybe means, if we get end of the season offense from last year that is actually pretty passable. It means nothing, but I'm gonna believe him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I told, I said it. I don't have anything left. This is a, yeah. well. So, hey, someone's gonna take the lead, so that's I like that. It's gonna be exciting. Um, <laughs> yeah, be, but whatever. Let's let's just hop into the journey for a second and talk about oh, talk yeah. about our man, Mr. Hargrave. Mr. Hargrave, Javon, you have made your debut. For the Philadelphia Eagles, at least being out there on the field, he played 44% of the snaps on defense and actually got a little bit of camera time, a little bit of air time from the broadcasters. They talked about uh, his time in Pittsburgh and how much of an impact he thinks or they thought that he could have with the Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, he's coming on a coming over here on a three year deal worth thirty nine million dollars. So they probably want to get him involved at least a little bit. And in my opinion, he does sure up kind of already a strong defensive line. Like you said, that could will us to victory against the 49ers. Um, yeah, he didn't record any set or uh, didn't record any tackles, nothing like that, but you know, at least he's getting involved and hopefully he'll give us more to talk about here soon. Yeah. I don't have anything else to say about Javon Hargrave this week. We'll check back us, in next. Give week. us something to talk about this week. It's really, I guess my ask of him. Yes, sir. I think that's going to pretty much do it for the Philly special podcast. Kelson, why don't you, why don't you send us home? Sure. Um, Hold on, let me, let me prep yeah, myself. Put your back, back on. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty shitty season this far. I don't think anyone can argue with that. We didn't want to tie against the Bengals. We shouldn't have tied against the Bengals. And here we are, back against the wall, going up against the 49ers this week. And this is, this is, I think, where the Eagles have thrived over the past two seasons or so. Back against the walls, we gotta start winning football games. I, I'm hoping this is, this somehow becomes a win for us. I'm not overly optimistic, but I think that there's definitely a chance. Um, anyways, um, yeah, I think that's going to do it for us. If you want to get a hold of us, as always, reach out to us on Twitter or uh, YouTube or, I don't know, wherever wherever you see this, uh, we'll respond. Um, but, yeah, I guess we'll we'll be back next week to talk about what happens. Hopefully Colin's bag doesn't say, Oh, three and ones, but it, it probably go back will. to Chipotle again. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to go get another one. Chipotle is up for sponsorship. Just keep riding over it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs>
But yeah, um, either way, fly goes fly. We're, we're in this together, I guess. <laughs>